My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. how freaking feral I look right now, you would be shook. (laughs) Let's just say that. I look like a freaking bagel ass bitch and not a good bagel, a moldy, gross, greasy, nasty bagel. And you know what? I'm fine with that because this is one of the main reasons why I started a podcast because it don't matter how I look. Well, maybe it might eventually because I'm going to try and start filming them soon. But right now, I am not being filmed. It is all about my vocal cords, which also probably are not in the best state after this last weekend. Guys, 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 guys. This is the 10th episode of the Thai French podcast, which is called that because my name's Thai French and this is my podcast. (laughs) I am just so proud that we actually made it to 10. I honestly didn't think that we'd make it this far. I, I had high hopes, but you know, I've, I've started a lot of things in the past that have not made it to 10. Re YouTube channel, passion blah, yada, yada, yada. You know, this is something I'm actually following through with. So I'm very proud of myself for making it to the 10th episode. And I'm just so thankful for all of you for sticking it out with me and being patient with me as I learn how to do this. So thank you. I love you guys. Um, Can I just say one of my favorite things about the podcast is not even me, not even the the content that I produce for you guys. It is you guys reading my ass. It is (laughs) the DMs that I get from you guys after you listen to the episodes each week literally make my day. And that is the only reason why I'm even making it to the 10th episode. Like someone messaged me and said, about last week's episode, not the white boy Gracias in Paris. And I'm so sorry. That had me laughing for a full 10 minutes. Literally, the amount of funny DMs I get from you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Anyways, on to weekly updates. So, guys, I got the new iPhone 14 Pro Max from Apple. This is not a commercial, but it should be. Hire me, Apple. And let me just say one thing. Holy shit. It is so big and it's taking me a lot to get used to. Like my hands hurt. I feel like it's going to give me arthritis. I've never had the big phone before. I've always just had the regular one. And let me tell you, I now know why people have the like pop socket things on the back. I literally need to go get one of those immediately tomorrow because if you ever watched that uh, episode on Keeping the Kardashians where Kim went in and thought she literally had like hand issues and it ended up being because she was holding her phone with just one hand. Yeah, no, I have that now. I full on, I'm like, wait, I'm literally going to give myself arthritis in my hand because my phone is so big and it's so heavy. But, you know, with my job about social media and whatever, it's just so nice to have it a little bit bigger. I didn't even realize how small my phone was until now I like went to transfer all my stuff over and I looked at my phone and I was like, this is a toy. This is a child's phone. So anyways, I got the new phone. I'm really excited about it. And we'll see. We'll see. I also finally paid my 2021 taxes. And hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. That is why they have extensions, okay? 
because I just wasn't ready to pay it back back in April. It always taxes always comes at the worst time for me. I'm so sorry. April was the first Coachella that I've had in the last four years. I ain't got time to pay taxes. I ain't got the money to pay for taxes. I'm busy. I'm booked. I'm raging in the desert. So sorry, we're gonna have to wait. And so I filed an extension. I have a great accountant. Love him. And I kind of forgot about it. And then I just got the email today, like reminding me like, oh, your extension's over like in the next few days, like you need to pay your taxes. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I kind of totally forgot about it. And let me just say, IRS, what the heck are you doing? Like, are you guys purposely making it so freaking hard and you like you want me to give up so that then you can arrest me or you can like charge me all these fines? I'm so confused because... That was the most annoying way to start my day that I'm literally not exaggerating. Probably took me two hours because to pay online with the IRS, you have to go through this thing called like ID me and they have to like verify your identity, whatever. You have to verify your passport, your driver's license, your social security number, all this, whatever, blah, blah. Guys, I had to do a full on interview with a person over Zoom like confirming everything. I had to show my passport. I had to show my birth certificate. I had to show everything like on a Zoom call with this girl in order for me to even log into the IRS website. And while I do appreciate that they are taking the extra step and the extra measures to make sure that no one is stealing my identity, I would also like to say no one is stealing my identity. Like no one wants to steal my identity. I have nothing to steal. There's nothing to steal, mama. I'm just kidding. All jokes aside, obviously I'm glad that there are like security protocols in place. But wowza, that was annoying. Like, is there not a simpler way that we can make sure that it's me? Like, I'm just trying to pay you, bitch. I'm trying to send you a check. Just let me know how much to send and where to send it. In fact, I actually know how much to send. Just let me freaking send it. But you won't let me because it took me two hours to sign on to the IRS website. But anyways, I finally have paid my 2021 taxes and my bank account is not so happy about it, especially after Paris and the new couch and extending my flight for Beyonce. And, you know, I've had a lot of big purchases, the new phone, you know, uh, uh, let's just say I'm not in my savings era. I I am not being a saver girl. I'm not um, <laughs> making big strides towards my future anytime soon. I am spending every single money I make. So that's great. Anyways, <laughs> this last weekend on Friday, me and my crew did our third annual Thackeray's Crew Pumpkin Day. First off, if you don't know who Thackeray is, Thackeray is the main character boy on Hocus Pocus. And... If you're just as shocked as his name, so am I. Because I've seen that movie every single year growing up, and I always thought it was Zachary. Zachary Binks. No, it is Thackeray. Thackeray. T-H. And when I figured that out, me and my friends now literally only, I only call my one friend Jack, who is the person responsible for the Thai French podcast intro being so slappy. We only call each other Thackeray, but it's more like, Thackeray! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it like full loud because I'm so embarrassed that my neighbor's going to hear me. But I'm literally not kidding. That is the only way that we greet each other year round. Anyways, so it's our crew pumpkin day. This year, I just gave it the title because I was in charge of cake. Thackeray's third annual crew pumpkin day. What this is, you pick any day in October. We typically like to make it the first like Saturday or Friday of October. It was originally supposed to be the first weekend, but then we, me and Tezza went to Paris. So we did it when we got back. Only rules are everything has to be either pumpkin flavored or pumpkin shaped or pumpkin colored. 
And let me just tell you, the first year, absolutely feral. Feral, feral rats. Tezza had no furniture in her house yet, and it was just a ball and a half. But it was only like five of us. It was small. It, you know, we, we just kind of pulled it out of our ass that we wanted to do it. Last year was so fun as well. We made it a little bit bigger, made it a little bit nicer. You know, we had like a dinner or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. This year, it grew even bigger. There was like 20 people. We had a full-on gorgeous setup in Tezza's home. And uh, I still got feral, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I don't know if it was, and I'm using this as an excuse. I don't know if it was the jet lag. I'm going to say it was the jet lag. But uh, also, you guys get reading me about how I'm saying jet lag. Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> I got so many DMs of people being like, wait, the way that you're saying jet lag is literally hilarious. So I actually don't know how to say it. I did not know that I was saying it in a funny way. But at last. Anyways, so I'm blaming on the jet lag that I was just like so tired. And I didn't feel like I drank that much. But let's just say I turned into an absolute feral rat. And I regret every single decision I make. I, I regret the decisions that I don't remember. Let's say that. There's a big part of the night in which I do not remember. And someone had to drive my car home, obviously, because I was drinking. And let's just say it had been five days and I just barely got the stuff out of my car. And there was some leftover food in there. And I regret that. <laughs> there was literally a spoon and fork stuck to the seat. I'm not sure. Guys, I'm not sure. I don't know what happened. It was a ball of time, though. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you guys do this with your crew. It can be a small crew, big crew, whatever, but it's so fun. And you can find so much stuff at Trader Joe's that is like pumpkin flavored or shaped or like on Amazon or whatever. I highly recommend. It was a ball of a time. Coco, Tessa's baby showed up. She had a cute little pumpkin costume. It was the cutest thing I've literally ever seen in my entire life. Uh, let's just say it was the first time I puked while being drunk in a long, long time. I never puke because tequila, tequila can handle it. And let's just say tequila did not handle herself well <laughs> on Friday. But anyways, I highly recommend you guys do it. It was so fun. That leads me into today's episode. So today I thought we would kick off spooky season with a little episode of Ty the Teacher possibly a new series. I don't know. You guys will have to let me know if you like this episode. Um, I just thought, you know, we take a step back and we go into the classroom where learning's fun and we learn about a specific topic. Today, that topic is going to be Halloween history. But dun 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 Halloween history with Ty the teacher. <laughs> As I'm getting into the spooky spirit, you know, fall vibes, everything. I was like, wait, what the heck is Halloween? I know I've learned this before, but I kind of forgot. It's been a long time since I was in school. Even though in school, history was my favorite, favorite subject. I loved it. I don't know if that was maybe just because my teacher was a little hot. My my history teacher in the eighth grade was a little hotty. I'm so sorry. Someone help me find him. <laughs> he probably actually wasn't that cute, but I was a little closeted gay guy. And every, every straight male I looked at just gave me a hard on. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, so... You know, I was like, what the F is Halloween? I, I need to know. I know that it like was kind of the day of the dead, blah, 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 for a lot of different cultures. But I don't really know where it started, how we got here, what that process was. So I thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a deep dive. Let me first preface this episode with stating the facts. I am not a history major, bitches. This, this series is called Tie the Teacher, but mamas, I'm not a teacher. I did not go to school. 
So let's not try and cancel me. Let's not try and judge me for anything that I say. However, I did my due diligence and I do think that I got all my information from a reputable source. Most of this information is from history.com. And while that is not a government run site, I believe every single thing on it. It, I'm sorry, it's literally history.com. So like, why would they give me false information? I am so sorry. I believe everything that I'm saying. So actually, I take that back. I fully stand by everything that I will say in this episode. And you should believe it for fact. <laughs> I'm I'm just nervous because, guys, I was on Kenzie Elizabeth's I Love You So Much podcast last week, as I told you about on last week's episode. And one of the clips that she posted is like going viral. And guys, I was spreading misinformation. I'm so sorry. I think I said this in last week's episode. I didn't know what I was saying, and I I was just repeating something that I thought was true, and it apparently isn't. And, of course, that's the one video that goes viral, and now I look like a freaking idiot on the internet. But you know what? That's the key to being viral. I don't know. People just like to make fun of you, so I'll take it. Also, before I get into this little Halloween history, tie the teacher podcast special, Jose and I will be recording our next totally random episode very soon. Category is Halloween. Category is Halloween. So... Feel free to DM me with your totally random thought. Anything Halloween vibes, spooky vibes, scary movies. You know, just toss us some random thoughts that have been on your mind this month. While we get into the spooky vibe, anything on your mind, let us know. Send me a DM. The more random, the better. And we will go over it. Also, JC and Chelsea from the What We Said podcast and I are going to be recording a Halloween special as well. And that's going to be a smasher pass. Halloween spectacular. So feel free to DM me any Smasher Pass vibes that you're thinking. It can be like Smasher Pass, couples, costumes, and then we'll elaborate on our vibes on that. So let me know. Send some good ones because obviously the better ones you send, the better the podcast is going to be because you're going to want us to react. If you send me dumb shit, then the podcast episode is going to be dumb and then my career is over and it's all your fault. Anyways. Okay. So let's get into this week's episode. Tie the teacher. Halloween history. So, obviously, Halloween is a holiday celebrated every single year on October the 31st. Which, by the way, is a dumb idea that it's always on a specific day. I'm like, we live in the year 2022. We need to update that so it's always on a Saturday or a Friday. Like, who cares about what the actual date is? You'll understand, like, as we get into this, why the date is pertinent in, like, history. But, like, no one cares about that anymore. I This, this year, Halloween's on a Monday. What the fuck? I do not want Halloween to be on a Monday. I need it to be on a Saturday. However, back when you're growing up and like you're like at school, I guess it's fun when it's during the week, but I'm an adult. I want to be a feral rat on Halloween. Sorry. Anyways, so the tradition originated with an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain. If you have no idea who the Celtics are, neither the heck do I. So of course I looked it up for all my girlies. The Celts were a collection of tribes originating in Central Europe. Central Europe being like Britain, Ireland, France, Spain, you know, the vibes. So we're talking back 1200 BC, folks. 1200 BC. BC. Now, don't quote me on this part. This part wasn't in the article. But doesn't BC mean before Christ? Because that's a long damn time ago, okay? That's like 2000 years ago. Um, I'm shook, okay? So we're talking 1200 BC. So Halloween originated as the ancient festival of Samhain which is a pagan, I don't know if I'm saying pagan right, or pagan, pagan, pagan religious festival originating 
from their spiritual traditions. And it was to welcome in the harvest and to usher in the dark half of the year. You know what, mamas? I feel this because the sunset now is at like 620 and I'm down bad, okay? <laughs> I went, uh, ooh, I got back from Paris and it was like 630 and I noticed it was dark outside and I was like, huh? Huh? The seasonal depression is coming in full swing and I am not ready. I'm not prepared. I, I was not done with summer. People are always so happy for fall and, you know, the vibes, the cozy vibes. Uh-uh, bitch. I am in the summer, summer nights, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> like, sorry. No, I do not like the fall. I do not like the winter. I do not like the spring. I am a summer bitch. I want summer year-round, 24-7. Like, why do you think I don't live in L.A.? Sorry. Oops. Like, I, I like to visit the fall. It's cute to, like, visit the mountains and whatever. But mm, the fact that it's dark at 6 p.m., mm, that might be my 13th reason. Okay. So November 1st back then was like their new year. And which now I'm very curious, like when we switched, but we'll save that for another history class, another tie the teacher episode. So they believe that on the night of October 31st, the ghosts of the dead returned to earth to cause trouble and damage their crops. Mm, I guess the Celts believe that also with the spirits coming back, that the priests would be able to like make predictions about their future, which obviously would be important to them and like super comforting because it was long winter ahead for them. And obviously back then they associated the winter with dying. Like you gone. You, if you make it through the winter, good freaking luck because they were relying on the natural earth. You know, they, they didn't have heaters. They didn't have whatever. It was all natural. And if you've ever been to middle, middle, middle Europe, like England in the winter, that shit gets cold. Okay. So, they was probably struggling. They they were holding on for dear life. And so I guess if you think your priest is like giving you predictions about your future, that's going to comfort you. The priest would build these like huge bonfires where they gathered to burn crops and animals and sacrifices to their gods, the Celtic deities. This is where the costumes come into play. They would typically wear costumes consisting of animal heads and skins. I'm so, 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 so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care if I'm doing it because I think the gods like are going to protect me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I am not putting a dead animal's head over my head and like wearing its skin. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. I guess it was also believed at a point that when the ghosts came back to the earthly world, um, that like to avoid being recognized, that's also why the people would wear these masks and costumes so that the ghosts would like mistake them for animals and or fellow spirits. Um, you know, I don't know that I, I, I can't imagine living 2000 years ago. So I'm going to try and not to judge our sisters back then. So they would gather around these bonfires and they would like attempt to tell each other's fortunes and whatever. I don't know. Uh, I'm like, were they trying to be funny or was sassy or like, were they trying to be like a fortune cookie? Were they being nice? Like, were they being, I'm sure they were being a little bit of both, but like, would I go up to a friend like dressed like with a like wolf on my head and being like, mm, bitch, I predict you going to die this year. Or am I going to be like, oh, I predict you're going to make it through this winter. I predict that you're going to prosper and find love. And I, mm, I need answers. Like, what were these What were these predictions they were giving? What were these fortunes that they were seeing in the bonfire and then telling each other? I need to know. I do not have an answer for you. So that's kind of where it started. And then we got a big time jump. Okay, so keep in mind. So we got a big time here jump from 1200 BC to now we're at 43 AD. After, which I'm pretty sure stands for after death. Uh, uh, the good old man, JC, Jesus Christ, upstairs. 
So that's that's a big time gap, okay? So I'm assuming that the Celtic people were practicing this for a long time. And that was kind of the only way, that was the only thing around. Anyways, so now we're at 43 AD and the Roman Empire had kind of conquered the Celtic territory. And over the course of like 400 years, two Roman festivals were combined with the traditional Celtic festival of Samhain. The first was called Feralia. I'm so sorry. Y'all got funny names, but it was called Feralia. And this is where the Romans commemorated the passing of the dead. And the second was a day to honor Pomona. If that's um, if I'm saying that right. Um, Pomona was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And so I'm assuming that that was a day to honor her because all the fruit and trees were dying. And so you were like, hold on, girl, let me honor you. And maybe you'll keep, 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 keep alive for a little bit. I don't know. So her symbol was the apple. And that's why today we still have the tradition of bobbing for apples and which I never really understood, but I mean, I guess now I understand it, but I've never done that, and I probably will never do that. I'm so sorry. I have veneers, and eating apples is not good for your teeth. And guess what? Even if you don't have veneers, eating apples, like a straight apple, ain't really that good for your teeth either. That is one thing that my dentist told me. Shout out. I love my dentist. And he was like, even with, like, normal human teeth, like, biting into an apple just really ain't that great. You're not supposed to bite into really hard things. That's why y'all have chipped-ass teeth out there, okay? And that's probably why back then they had busted-ass teeth. Stop bobbing for apples. Anyway, so now we have another time jump. So follow me. So now by 1000 AD, that's a big time jump. So uh, uh, these things are lasting like thousands of years. So this is by the ninth ninth century in 1000 AD, the Christian church had kind of spread its influence into the Celtic lands. Uh, The Christian church, they just, mm, it always always goes wrong with the Christians. I'm sorry. So in 1000 AD, the Christian church had spread its influence into the Celtic lands and they kind of started to blend. And the church made November 2nd All Souls Day as a day to honor the dead. And I guess it's widely believed that, you know, they were kind of doing this in an attempt to replace the ancient Greek festivals. So that it was like more of a church holiday and it was like more related to the Christians. And I mean, I was shocked. Come on. The Christians, they, they be taking everything. They, they want everything to do with them and their religion. It's like, come on, just let the Celtics have their day. I don't know. So they still kind of celebrated it similarly. Um, they had big bonfires, they had parades, and they dressed up in costumes. However, this time, I think the costumes got a little bit safer. Um, now they were dressing up as saints, angels, and devils. And I like that. I way prefer that over the whole animal heads and skins thing. And I will say, I have dressed up also as an angel and a devil, both for Halloween. And this is back in thousand ad okay so those costumes are obviously very popular that's history that's history man anyways so this day was also called all hallows and the night before it the more traditional celtic people would celebrate their Samhain festival that i just told you about and so they called this all hallows eve which obviously eventually turned into halloween Okay, y'all might be getting bored so hold on stay with me because you know you might be thinking when the hell does this bitch get to america like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you know what? That, that, this is history, bitch. Okay, this is a class. You are not allowed to leave class in the middle. So you got to stick this out because there might be homework after this, bitch, okay? Learning is fun, okay? Anyways, so the celebration of Halloween was like super limited in colonial New England, which is like, you know, the, the 13 colonies, okay? <laughs> and it was mainly because there was like a rigid like Protestant belief system there. And I don't know nothing about the Protestants, but 
I'm assuming that, you know, they just didn't like anything to be, like, superstitious or around, like, ghosts or whatever. You know, I don't really think Christians like that very much. So Halloween was most common in Maryland and in the southern colonies. I don't even know if at this point they're states. Yeah, I think colonies. So obviously the European ethnic groups... Um, like the original invaders of America. I'm so sorry. The colonizers, freaking bitches. Why didn't you just stay in England and leave the Native Americans alone? Anyway, so obviously the European ethnic groups and the American Indians' beliefs were very, very different. They had different customs, very different beliefs. But, you know, as as the Europeans colonized America, they their beliefs and customs, you know, kind of meshed together eventually. So then eventually a distinctive American version of Halloween began to emerge. And, you know, that's what it said on History.com. However, then they go on to describe that it was, it, you know, they, they had play parties, which were like public events, and they celebrated the harvest, and they shared stories of the dead and fortunes and dance and sang. I'm like, bitch, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to break it to you, but... That's exactly what everyone else was doing. That is the same thing as the Sabween festival that the Celtics were doing in 1200 BC, bitch. You are not special. But leave it up to white Americans to freaking do something and get credit for it and be like, you know, this is our twist on it and whatever about. Bitch, it's the same damn thing. You just put your name on it. Sorry about it. So we were just talking about the ninth century. And now, big time jump, now we are in the 19th century. I don't know how many centuries is the difference of that because um, this is a history lesson, not a math lesson, but it sounds like a big ass time gap. So, so I'm guessing from that huge gap that for all that time, you know, Halloween was kind of practiced the same way. It was the same way that I just expressed to you guys before we got to the American version. Now we're in the American version. By the middle of the 19th century, you know, autumn festivities were super common. Cough, cough, probably Thanksgiving. You know, they Halloween wasn't celebrated everywhere in the uh, in America because, you know, like I said, I just think they were probably not really vibing with the superstitious vibes and the ghosts and the this and the whatever, blah, 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 blah. So they were more just doing like autumn fall festivities, which, you know, OK, work, bitch, I guess. Until in the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, especially the Irish. There was like a, a, a million Irish people that immigrated to America. There was some like I left this part out, but I can't remember what it was. There was some like potato shortage or something, something with something with the word potato that happened over in Ireland. I don't know. But anyways, a lot of them came over. A lot of them came over to America, and this kind of helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween in America. And I think it's because, you know, that's obviously where the Celtics kind of started and whatever. And so they just brought their traditions. They, they were probably still doing it the olden ways, you know. So you all might be thinking, how the hell did we get some trick-or-treating in there? Okay, because we don't do bonfires no more. I wish we did. But... Where did the trick-or-treating come involved? Because that's, like, how we practice Halloween. Or that's, you know, that's, like, such an American version of Halloween. So, obviously, Americans, they copied Europeans. Because that's just what they do. We steal traditions from other cultures because we have no culture of ourselves. Granted, they did come from Europe, so, like, whatever. I guess it's not, like, copying. They just brought it over. Anyways. So, Americans started to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. I'm so, 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 so sorry. I'm so sorry. Y'all were asked for money back then because I'm going to need you to step things up and I'll start trick-or-treating again. Because if you handing out money, bitch, if there's a bag, I'm going to take it. Um, I would just like to know it didn't um, state in this article when that practice start, um, ended. 
because I would like it to begin again. I, I want to go back to our roots. I want to go back to my culture, which is handing out money to me on Halloween. So if you guys would like my Venmo on Halloween, let me know because... You know, if, if we want to just really respect our culture and our heritage. This obviously kind of evolved into today's like trick-or-treat tradition. Um, the treat part they took from the early all-day souls parades in England. And the poor citizens would like go beg for food. And the families would give these poor people pastries. But in return for the pastries, they would make them promise that the poor people would pay for the family's dead relatives. I'm so sorry. Yo, be fucking for real because you tell me someone knocks on my door begging for food and I go, sure, I'll give it to you, but pray for my dead grandma. What? Like, are y'all okay? Uh, y'all are crazy. And this actually ended up being encouraged by the church because it was replacing more ancient practices of leaving food and wine for the roaming spirits. So, you know, I think they were like, okay, it's kind of on the same like tradition, whatever, blah, blah, but like, let's make it like charity. Okay. Let's make it more like Christian like. However, the trick part of where our uh, trick or treat traditions come from might shock you, might shock you ladies. Uh, young women were believed that on Halloween, they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband. By doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Y'all are crazy. I'm sorry. Back in, what, what is this? Back in the mid-19th century, y'all are doing tricks in mirrors, hoping to hear your future husband's name? And that's where the trick for trick or treat came from? Be fucking for real. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But once again, very different times, so I'm trying not to judge. But, you know... That that shook me to my core. I did not think that that is where the trick in trick or treat originated from. So then time gap to the late 1800s in America, there was a move to make Halloween, you know, more about a holiday of community. You know, I think they they wanted it to be more about like get togethers and community and not about like ghosts and witchcraft, which is fair. <laughs> and they they were focused more on games and food and festive costumes and, you know, the government, as they do, as the government does, they ruin everything. They ruin everything fun. So the government starts putting out newspapers, encouraging parents to take anything like frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. So, you know, I don't think they wanted it to be like, you know, this like superstitious or this re religious holiday or the whatever. It's like they just wanted it to be about fun, autumn fun. And that is fair, but I like the spooky. I like the spooky vibes of Halloween. But I think that's why now um, all these like, what's 1800s to now? Hundreds of years? Anyways, <laughs> like I said, I'm not a mathematician. Anyways, it's hundreds of years. Yeah, 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 that sounds right. Um, so hundreds of years later, I think that's why we now, like it's not a super, like super superstitious or religious holiday. It's definitely not considered a religious holiday in America, but that's how it started. And, you know, this started before even Christ's time, if you believe in Christ. And so if you think about it, Halloween is more of a religious holiday than Christmas is because back in freaking 1200 AD, this was their religion. And this was a religious like festival for them of like paying respect to the dead and whatever, blah, 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 asking for blessings to like live throughout winter. And we stripped it of them. And now it's about trick or treating. And now we have Christmas, but I'm so sorry. Let's make Halloween religious again. I would like to make that happen. 
Let's make Halloween religious again. Hashtag make Halloween religious again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit. But it's just it's just interesting that America like stripped the religious aspect out of Halloween. So many other cultures and countries and stuff. Halloween like was this like religious festival. And we commercialized it. Now it's about candy and Playboy Bunny costumes. So then between 1920 and 1930, Halloween had become, you know, a more community-centered holiday. You know, they had parades, town-wide parties. And then by the 1950s, Halloween had kind of evolved into a holiday directed at the young people. This was due to all the the baby boomers. People just getting it on in the 50s. There was like a surge of babies being born. So they kind of turned Halloween into this like kids holiday kind of as we know it today of trick or treating or whatever. But I read that this was because I think there there when it became such a community centered thing and there were all these parades and these parties and whatever, there became a lot of like vandalism and like looting and I think just like mayhem in the town. Like I think it got a little too cray cray. And so eventually the police and the towns and whatever kind of like rebranded it to be more of like a kid party so that then there wasn't as much like community ruckus happening. Anyways, so 1950s, it becomes this like young children centered holiday and this is kind of when trick-or-treating as we know it popped off because it was an easy way. It was an, an expensive way for the entire community to share this Halloween spirit. And it was just, you know, like a safe, lighthearted, fun way to be a community without the looting and the craziness of the parties. Shocking fact. Americans spend an estimated $6 billion a year now on Halloween candy. That is so disturbing. Like $6 billion. I'm so sorry. Y'all talk about eating the rich and like F. Kim Kardashian and Elon Musk or whatever, all these people. Bitch, you are spending $6 billion on candy that you probably won't eat or you'll eat so much that you have cavities. What? Like, no. No, we have got to come up with a new tradition for Halloween that doesn't revolve around just having your kid literally go and get 30 pieces of candy. Like, I love the aspect of trick-or-treating because, like, growing up, I loved trick-or-treating. I loved, like, going to all your neighbor's house and, like, whatever. You see them. You see all the costumes. It just was, like, so fun and wholesome. And then you could wear your costume to school and this. And obviously now, like, it's, like, more just Halloween parties and going out and whatever. But there's got to be another way that we can rebrand Halloween that there's still that like community aspect of like trick or treating that like, isn't all just about candy because that just feels like so commercialized and gross. Like I'm imagining having a kid right now, obviously I'm going to want to take them trick or treating, but I don't want to literally just give them a bucket full of candy. Like, but then it's like, wait, so you just walked around and got all that candy, but I'm going to take it away. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Am I rebranding Halloween? Am I bringing religion back to Halloween? Me, of all people, who has no religion? Make Halloween religious again. Make Halloween religious again. Make Halloween religious again. Take the candy out of Halloween. Take the candy out of Halloween. <laughs> I sound like a crazy person. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Meanwhile, I'm about to postmate the Reese's Pieces because I actually love Halloween. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry that I ever said take the Halloween out of candy or take the candy out of Halloween. I love you, Reese's. I love you, Snickers. I literally have Snickers for breakfast. I'm a fat bitch. That, yeah. anyways, I'm getting off topic. That kind of brings us to a present day Halloween and how we celebrate it. Obviously, there's been 
like so much that went into it that has made it now to like from even like the 1950s to the trick-or-treating and making it all about that to now like that is just all about commercialism and candy and Halloween movies and whatever you know back then they obviously didn't like have that so it's it's crazy to see I don't know like I said, it's like I've dressed up as an angel and a, and a devil before. And then reading throughout all, the, all this history, I'm like, wait, so that dates back to 1200 BC? Like, that's crazy. But then there are also these traditions that, like, are so far away from what they originally intended it to be. But a lot of it is, like, at the core is, like, kind of the same. Like I said, it's very different in America than it is for the rest of the world. And I actually had a firsthand experience at this. So Teza and I went to Guatemala over Halloween and um, we went with Nena & Co, a bag company, and we were there over Halloween, but they don't celebrate Halloween. They celebrate the Day of the Dead, which is like dates back way more for like their culture, which I'm sure is different than like how the Celtics were doing it. But I'm sure it was all kind of originated around the same time. Um, anyways. So they celebrated it on November 1st, not October 31st, and it was the Day of the Dead, and it was, like, literally one of the coolest things I've ever seen or experienced. So if you have seen Coco, that Disney movie, um, it kind of it re relays that, like, similar vibe. It's, like, about the Day of the Dead or whatever, but... Um, when I went to Guatemala, it literally is just like that movie. It was so beautiful and it was more about, you know, the, the celebration of their ancestors and those who had passed. And there was so much more like history and culture ingrained in their celebration of the day of the dead versus like just dressing up and getting candy. Like that, that's what I mean by like, we need to bring like culture and like something There needs to be a rebrand of Halloween in America because like Halloween, other places, like there still is so much like history to it and like culture. And then in Guatemala, they have these graveyards and their graveyards are literally like villages. They're like towns. They have these beautiful, um, like, I don't, I don't know, like uh, buildings, little colorful buildings that your whole family gets like buried in. And so you're walking through this graveyard and all, there's all these little like houses, basically. And they're all different color. It's like orange, pink, purple, whatever. Like I said, if you watch Coco, it's very, very similar to that. That that movie came out after, like, years after I had already gone. And when I watched it, it just, like, brought me back. And it brought me, like, so much joy because it reminded me of being there and experiencing that in person. And anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that. But I, I, I just loved it. And I love, like, that there are parts in the world where Halloween isn't just about dressing your kid up and going and getting a bucket of candy. Once I got kind of through all this history stuff online, and as I was doing my research, I was like, wait, 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 wait. So there was nothing about witches? Where were the witches? Where were the standards and sisters? Sisters? Where were they? Where were they? Where do they fit into history? Like, uh, what do you mean? And so then I, like, did some research on the Salem witch trials because I was like, where did witches get involved? You know, like, witches are everywhere in... Like, <laughs> I was going to say history, but like literally in my brain, I was thinking about Game of Thrones, how there's a witch in there. But, you know, I think there are that like there was things about witches like they date back way, way back. Even I think like Egyptians and like ancient Mayans and whatever. I think they always thought, I don't know, some girls were doing some crazy shit. Anyways, <laughs> so I was like, wait, like because when I think of Halloween in America and like our history or whatever, I'm picturing 
literally hocus pocus. I'm picturing, you know, the Salem witch trials and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And as I did my research on that, comes comes to find out it basically has nothing to do with Halloween. I don't know, like, when we connected the dots. I'm pretty sure just because, like, as it got more commercialized, obviously, then, like, Halloween, like, because of the history and the superstition of the ghosts or whatever and, like, the like the spirit world, then, you know, we kind of tied it in with witches. But, like, there is a witch history with the Salem Witch Trials, but that was in, like, 1612. And, you know, that... It, it, it was nothing really to do Halloween related. They just thought that obviously like some people had gotten possessed and there were these witches and I'm going to mess up that whole part because I didn't write anything down about it, but I literally just read a huge article about it to see if there was like a connection and there wasn't, you know, it was just, I think people, like I said, back then in the 13 colonies and like when America like first got started, the religion was super, what was it? Protestant. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a super rigid Protestant belief system and I just think they didn't like anything like ghost talking or about the dead or whatever. It was very, 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 very Christian. And so there were some girls that, you know, got in trouble and people thought that they possessed other people. And then they like had these trials and they started to kill them. And then it just like went crazy and the town went like mayhem. Like everyone was con convinced that everyone was a witch and then all these people were dying. And then eventually they like put it on pause. Anyways, so that that was kind of a little ties classroom Halloween history on that, but it basically had nothing to do with actual like Halloween history and how we celebrate it today. Anyways, that kind of sums up the first episode of Ty the Teacher, Halloween history. And I really hope you guys liked learning a little bit of the Halloween history because I actually felt like I learned a lot. History was always my favorite class in school. And so it was really fun for me to like do all this research for you guys. And I hope it wasn't too boring. I hope that you guys stuck around to this this ending of the episode because I know, you know, this is definitely a, a newer like topic for me to discuss, literally history. But I hope you guys liked it. I hope it wasn't boring and I hope it got you in the Halloween, Halloween, sorry. I hope it got you in the Halloween spirit. And like I said, Jose and I are going to be recording our next episode of the Totally Random series and it's going to be Halloween Spectacular. So definitely DM me. If you guys have any totally random thoughts, either about this episode that I just said or about anything spooky, scary movies, Halloween vibes, costume, whatever. And then, like I said, JC and Chelsea from the What We Said podcast are going to be recording a Halloween special and it's going to be Smash or Pass. So send me anything you guys want us to discuss, Smash or Pass, Halloween related, spooky related, movie related, like anything, anything Halloween vibe, anything October vibe, just send me a DM and we will discuss it. Make it good. Make it juicy, guys. Also, before I let you guys go and before I end this week's episode, I just want to say that I fully stand with the women in Iran who are being beaten and murdered and forced to wear the hijab by their crazy, crazy government. Women are literally the backbone of the world, and I think that they deserve not only equality, but they deserve justice. Women have been through so much throughout our world's history, and my heart seriously breaks for our sisters in Iran who are so stuck in, in uh, I, I can't even believe that this is still happening in the world and that there's not more coverage about this, but, um, you know, I thought that we we get so blessed as people in America and who live in a free world, quote unquote, and to just to just see the images coming out of Iran and to hear that they've now turned off their Internet and this or whatever. Literally, it is mortifying. 
that this can still happen to anyone on earth. And I just wanted to state my stance on that. My heart breaks for for our sisters in Iran. And I, if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, I highly suggest you guys do some research and you find ways to um, make their voice louder and to, to help the women in Iran. I am not a politician. I don't know much about the subject. I just know that what is happening is completely wrong and it's inhumane and it needs to be dealt with. I pray that this is finally a turning point in Iran's history and that um, their their people have finally had enough and that they have a revolution and get brought into a new chapter for for the world. My heart goes out to the women in Iran and all the women that are being affected by this mentally, emotionally, physically, and yeah. Anyways, I love you guys so much. Seriously, thank you so much for listening week by week. I can't believe we made it to 10 episodes and you guys just fill me with so much joy. I love you guys. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.